0: We're going to continue in our series about the values, the, the We Are um, series called We Are, and it's based on the family values, the family church, family values. I don't know, I'm just enjoying the series. I don't know about anybody else. i tell you what, God's just taking us deeper. Even in the values, there's just so much of God in this, and I just love it. So today, we're going to look at being... Bible believing. That we are Bible believing. We are walking in the unchanging truth of God's word, resolving to never add to it, nor take away from it. That is one of our family church values. We are Bible believing. We are Bible believing. And you know what? That means it's in whatever format it's available in. I don't know if you, you know, I wanted to bring you this. This is my prop for today. I mean, I've stole this, borrowed it, from stole. Pastor Andy's office. This is called a Bible. Deluxe big enough to choke a donkey, okay, this is a Bible, <laughs> and in fact, when we had the getaway, I saw bigger ones than this, but I thought they wouldn't be very impressed if I brought them home with me, but Pastor Andy very kindly loaned us this Bible for today, so you can see, man, this is a huge Bible, you don't even need glasses, you know, you can see the print, it's extra giant print, so whether you've got that huge Bible, whether you've got a normal-sized Bible, this is a New Living Translation. This is a soft cover NLT. If anyone here hasn't got a Bible, this one's up for taking, okay? This is an easy-to-read version, New Living Translation. We've got here a little Amplified mm-hmm. New Testament, little Amplified Bible. And I'll get to that later. And um, in the old days, we used to listen to the Bible on tape on cassette you know for those old enough most of us there's a few that probably won't know what a cassette tape is but a cassette tape used to be what we used in the old days or you'd get them on cd or dvd nowadays they're on your phone Mm. you know every kind of translation that you can find these things are on your phone there are different translations there are different um, paraphrases i think there's over 900 translations and paraphrases, there's the New King James, there's the original King James, there's the NIV, there's the NLT, there's the the message paraphrase, there's you name it, the list is endless. There's over 900 of them. And the the Bible's available in different languages. In so many different languages, it's been translated into over 700 languages. Um, And excerpts from the Bible, so say for instance, like this little New Living, Uh, uh, the amplified, this type of thing, or a little, maybe a commentary on the Gospel of John, that type of thing, that has been translated into over three and a half thousand languages. Mm -hmm. So you might not get the whole Bible in some obscure language, but you will get parts of it, at least, in that language. But whatever your background, wherever you're from, and we're a real mixed bunch in this church, and I absolutely love it. Whatever your nationality, Find a Bible that makes sense to you, that you can understand. Okay, don't go and buy, please don't go buy original King James where we speak Elizabethan, you know, because generally we don't speak, speaketh thus, doeth we. Chris and I do at home. We speak Elizabethan, not. <laughs> but you know what, the Bible, I say all this just to say that this Bible, is the written word of God. That's what this is. This is my Bible. I love it. This is my Bible, and it's the written word of God. And it's and it, it, even though it records historic events, that's not its purpose. Its purpose isn't just to record historic events. It's a it's a book which is designed to draw us to faith in God through Jesus Christ, and that's the purpose of this written word is to inspire us to faith. It reveals to us who God is. It reveals to us his ways to us. And it also reveals to us what his expectation is of us Mm -hmm. as well as we conform to the image of Jesus Christ in our walk with him. And on top of it all, please don't be put off because I think, and I remember before I became a Christian, I was quite lost in my ways, but I thought if anybody read a Bible, there there was something wrong with them, and you're just a religious person, and you get this list of do's and don'ts, Mm -hmm. and it's so many don'ts, but I tell you what, you get busy doing the do's, you don't have time to worry about the don'ts, Mm -hmm. but this here, this Bible, is God's love letter to us. This is God's love letter. His love and his mercy is written throughout, the, the, throughout every word, every page of this Bible. He reveals his love to us. He reveal, it reveals God's character to us. It reveals his mercy and his kindness to, all, to us. And it reveals his ways. God's ways are so much higher than our ways. And it reveals his ways and it reveals his will to us. I love that. You know, life's experiences can, can make us think in a certain way. Life's experiences can, can make us think that I'm despised. But this word of God says the opposite. it says, "I'm loved." Life's experiences can, can, can make me think that I feel rejected. But this word, the Bible, God's word, his living word says, I'm accepted. We sang that song, Who I Am in Christ, on purpose today. I don't like singing about ourselves, but that song, I thought, I am who you say I am God. I am who you say. Not what the world says, not even what I say about myself at times, but who do you say I am God. And life's experiences might make me feel ignored, but God's word says I'm chosen. I'm chosen. Life's experiences, I've experienced this in my life, make at times I feel tolerated. They're putting up with me. I just feel tolerated. But God's word says, You're celebrated. Yeah. You're celebrated. God celebrates. He rejoices over you today yes. with singing. Yeah. God rejoices over you, Christian with singing, telling you how much he loves you, how much he loves you. Life's experiences might make me feel forsaken. My mother and my father have forsaken me. They might have forsaken me, but God says, I'm adopted. I'm adopted into his family. Isn't this good news? It's fantastic. So I might, even from my own experiences, my own life experiences, I might think I'm not good enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not trendy enough. That's a lie. I'm pretty trendy. <laughs> I'm not thin enough. I don't quite measure up. You know what? Those are lies. Those are lies. God's word, that's what life might say about me, but God's word says something different. He says, I'm complete in Him. I'm complete in Christ. I'm complete. In Christ, I'm his workmanship, I'm his masterpiece. You are his masterpiece, you're his work in progress, you're his pocket change, you know, you're you're his favorite, you're the apple of his eye, you're his favorite, I am too, okay, but we're his favorite. He can't wait to spend time with us. In Christ, we're a new creature, the old has gone, that life has gone the new has come and how do i know it because it says so the bible says so god has written this every word of god every word that's written in this bible is inspired by the holy spirit Mm. written in the blood of jesus christ and he's declared it and says you are loved you're chosen you're accepted you're forgiven you've made been made righteous what's that mean means you can come into the very presence of almighty God because you are in right standing with him. There's nothing separating us between us and God. Jesus formed that bridge on that cross. He paid the price for your sin and for mine. So we are made righteous in Christ Jesus. I've been rescued from the dominion of darkness translated into the kingdom of the son of his love i'm saved by god's grace i don't have an eternity in hell i have an eternity in heaven praise god come on and it's not just me it's all of us are in christ come on god's word is truth his word is truth it's not flattery it's not flattery god's word is truth i think it's john seventeen seventeen says that I am none of these things that I've just said, or you that well, we've spoken over, over everyone. Based on your own strength, it's nothing is based on our own goodness. It's not based on our own goodness. It's not even based on behaviour modification. That I used to swear and now I bless God. No, it's not based on that. It's not based on. It's based on the on the promises of God that this is who I am in Christ Mm -hmm. it's based on the merit of what Jesus has done for me and for you Mm -hmm. you know Jesus's final words on the cross it is finished it is finished that's the the work of of salvation is done it's finished Jesus for the joy that was set before him the Bible says he endured that cross he endured the cross why for the joy that's you that's me that's you you are that joy you are god's pride and joy you're the reason why jesus endured the cross isn't that awesome that's so wonderful this is good news he endured it so that that divide that schism that great divide between us and god could be bridged by the way of the cross that jesus went to that cross paid the price for your sin and mine yeah. took it upon himself yes. and when we believe in him we receive him as our savior yeah. we have eternity with him in heaven the big question in my life is answered yes. i know where i'm going and i know it's a lot for a lot of yes. you too hallelujah you know what these truths that we just spoke about now and thousands of others that are in that word that are in that bible they need to go though. From being in this book, mm-hmm. they need to be transferred somehow. We need a download, mm-hmm. if, you know, if there's a way that we could sort of plug in and have a bit of a download. Mm-hmm. But they need to go from there to into our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, at the getaway, they had this amazing <coughs> library full of books, full of Bibles. It was just, it was like a Bible heaven. It was just beautiful. It even smelled like, I don't know. A bit dusty, actually, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. It was a bit muffy, but it, but it was good. But um, but you know what? The bibles on, on all those all those bibles that were there were of no value, sitting on the shelf. You know, even this bible is a little dusty. Foster Andy, no, I'm just kidding. Edit that. Okay, okay. But those words have got to become written on our hearts. Look what it says in Proverbs. Chapter 7, verse 1. I love this. It says, my son, my daughter, keep my words and treasure. Treasure. We're talking about values. Mm. Treasure. Our values are our treasure. Treasure my commands within you. Treasure my commands within you. In other words, value my word within you. And verse 3, write them on your tablet, the tablet of your heart. Write them on the tablet of your heart. In other words, another translation says, engrave them on the tablet of your heart. We've got to get the word from between these covers and embedded into our hearts. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. I think it's one of my favorite, favorite scriptures Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the word of Christ, let this Bible dwell in you richly with all wisdom, applied knowledge. We can see what it's it's like in the Amplified. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being. Allow this word to have its home within you, in your heart and in your mind, so that it permeates, it impacts every part of your life. Every part of your life. In fact, listen to what the message says. Let the word of Christ have the run of the house, Give it plenty of room in your life. What a beautiful description. Give the word the run of your house, your home, who you are. Just this morning when I got up, I was like, yes, Lord, I'll give you free reign. Have the run of my house. Speak to me. And he did. He spoke to me. Not an audible voice. We're not gonna go weird, okay? But he spoke into my heart, and he gave me a scripture. And it was for me for today. And I'm so grateful that God's just wanting to speak into our lives. If we'll just give him the run of our house. Another version says, uh, it's an NIRV. I have no idea what that means, but this is the version. Let the message about Christ live among you like a rich treasure. These are our values. Let this Bible, let the words of God, let the words of Christ live in you like a rich treasure. So I don't know if you realize it, but at Family Church we place great significance on the word of God. Mm -hmm. Is that coming across clear? (laughs) Loud and clear. We place great significance upon the word. So the Bible is full of truth, but it wasn't designed to just fill a bookshelf. It wasn't designed for that. The purpose of this Bible is heart transformation. That's the purpose of this word, the renewing of our minds. <coughs> as we read the Bible, as we, as we meditate on it, I, I encourage you, just read small chunks. Don't go trying to read the Bible in a month or a year. There's value in it, I suppose. But I, I find God speaks to me through the smaller sections of Scripture. Just take bite-sized chunks. Go to the gospels go to the psalms get bite-sized chunks give it room in your life just think about what you're reading read it out loud Mm -hmm. that's what meditate is to speak it to murmur to mutter just speak it out loud hear it coming out of your voice it'll build faith its value its its purpose is heart transformation and i tell you what i've seen this in action in my own husband's life Mm -hmm. i didn't know chris before he got saved Mm -hmm. Um, we met in bible college and, um, but I know from his, from looking at some photos and from his testimony, he was not a good guy. When he was in Bible college, I thought butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. This guy was born saved. He looked so, so sanctified. <laughs> <laughs> but he had only been saved, I think, when we were in Bible college, yeah. about three, four years. And, um, but God had done such a work in his life. And he, uh, we were both attending Bible college at night, full time at night, working during the day. And um, Chris was working at FNB, First National Bank. And every single day when he went to work, he had this little Bible in his top pocket, in his top pocket at work. And whenever he had a chance, they'd have pause areas and breakout areas, and Chris would go. And I tell you what, this Bible is well thumbed. And he can quote a whole lot of this stuff from the amplified version. Sometimes it's like, well man, but it's it's not just to quote it. It was real to Chris. It was Romans chapter five, was the main scripture. Let us be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our trouble and rejoice in our suffering, mm-hmm. knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produces Unswerving endurance in us, mm. and uh, you know he can just quote the whole thing. But it, it's real to him. Mm. It's real mm. to him through meditating constantly on the Bible. Mm. Whatever opportunity he'd go to the post room where it'd be quiet, get away from people, go to the toilet. Out comes the Bible, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized it was years ago, sanctified. And then if you couldn't get chance to read all that, all over Chris's place everywhere handwritten just handwritten it's the best way write out some scriptures mm-hmm. I, my messages i handwrite my, my the scriptures yeah. because if something happens in me as i'm writing it I, it I get a greater revelation of it as i'm writing it mm-hmm. and here this was chris i don't know how long ago i think this was from barclays days it says psalm 27 you read it this morning mm-hmm. I'm so confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He stood on that promise in 1994, 3, 4, 5, 6, around there. And God did a work in his life through the Bible, through the word, Bible believing. It's got to be heart transforming. And I saw the work that God did in this man's life. But he took him from this guy who was using drugs and smoke smoking himself silly goofball, that's what we'd call it in South Africa. You know, whatever. But to this radical child of God. Wonderful. So it's about heart transformation. John one, chapter one, talk about Jesus now. In the beginning was the word And the Word was with God Mm -hmm. and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the Word. Jesus and the Word are one. And in verse 14 it goes on, and the Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is who Jesus is. The Word became flesh. God the Son took on humanity and walked this earth for 33 years. He humbled himself. He came to earth as a man, the son of God. He came to earth as a man. He's walked where we've walked. So the purpose of the word, what's the purpose of the word? The purpose of the word is a means, it's, it's a method, it's a vehicle to express thoughts, to us. If you read a book, it expresses a a story. The, The purpose of the Bible is to express who God is, what his thoughts are, and what his ways are to us. And the best way to understand this is to observe him. And what better example than Jesus? We can read the Gospels where we see what Jesus did, how he went about preaching, teaching, healing, all who were oppressed of the devil because the word became flesh. He showed us, he fleshed out this word. He showed us what it was like to only do the things the father told him to do, to only speak the things that the father told him to speak. Jesus was the express image of God the father. He said to Philip, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father. Look at what I'm doing. Philip, Chris, Sandy, Alice. Look at me. Jesus was the exact copy, the exact, the express image of the Father. The Word became flesh. He went from words being written down to actually manifested. It's like saying, that's the Word of God, but behold, look here. This is Jesus in the flesh. And Jesus didn't just sort of walk around with these watery blue eyes, not saying much, okay? He had a lot to say about a lot of subjects. And words, we use words to express our thoughts, and that's exactly what Jesus did. He used words to express the will of the Father. Just read the book of Matthew. Go read the first five chapters, six chapters, seven chapters. Matthew. Just go read Matthew this week, okay? First seven chapters. Beautiful. We, we see the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. That's Jesus. What an amazing message. Imagine sitting in the mountain there listening to Jesus telling him, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the hungry for they shall be, and the thirsty for they shall be filled. Come on, this is Jesus in the flesh. Jesus was speaking under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's who he is. That's who he was to express the thoughts, the ways, the agenda of God the Father. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So too, the Word needs to become flesh in our lives. The Word needs to come from between these pages into our hearts. There should be a marked difference between us and the world. There has to be a marked difference. If the Word is becoming flesh in our lives and we are saying the things that God wants us to say, If we're behaving the way God wants us to behave, and this is not about behavior modification, but it's about heart transformation, God changing us from the inside out so our actions start lining up. You know, we don't flash signals at people when they cut us off in the traffic, okay? We don't do that anymore, okay? We don't do it. I'm not looking at anyone. But we come to know God through his word. And the power of his trans, his transforming power, as he changes us. So we've got to allow the word to become flesh in our lives, allow it to transform our lives, allow the word of God to permeate us, to become one with His word. You know what? Um, this year, Pastor Andy started off a ministry school, and it's held down in Portsmouth. It's a full-time five day a week course ministry course and it's called the Forge ministry school and for the first 15 hours of teaching he spoke on identity in Christ all those scriptures that that we quoted at the beginning of this message about who I am in Christ I'm chosen I'm, I'm accepted I'm adopted 15 hours of teaching just so people can get an understanding of what Jesus has done, and so they can understand of who they are in Christ. 15 hours of teaching, that's 30 weeks of church. 30, that's almost a year of just learning identity. It's so, this, this Bible, they're so rich. It's so rich. That's just one subject, just identity. 30 hours, 30 weeks of church. Guess what we're starting on next year? Identity. No, I'm just kidding. But it sounds like a great idea. So what Jesus says, what the Word says about you in relation to Jesus is so important. We are Bible-believing. We are Bible-believing. And I love it. We are walking in the unchanging truth of God's Word. Walking means it's a journey. None of us have arrived. None of us. We're all on a journey. We are walking. It's not static. It's not like, well, I've read John's gospel once. That's it. I know it. Uh, 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 Don't. It's a journey. It's a journey. We're walking in the unchanging truth. Mm -hmm. Look at Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not Mm -hmm. in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I just want to stop right there. Who walks not. We're starting off with the ungodly, walking with the ungodly. Then he slows down. He starts standing in the path of sinners. Then he sits in the seat of the scornful. Be careful who you're hanging out with. Be careful. Bad company corrupts good character. And you can start walking with someone, and before long you've slowed down and you're engaging in deeper conversation. Person's drawing, I'm, we're not victims, okay? Yeah. But just be careful. Bad company corrupts good character. And before you know it, you're seated in the seat of the scornful. Mm-hmm. The scripture that I read today was um, How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? Don't get walk in agreement mm-hmm. with the world. But he, he goes on So blessed is man who walks not. Mm-hmm. We're blessed. We're walking not like that, yeah. okay? verse 2 but his delight his love his desire is in the law of the lord in the word of god and in his law in his word he meditates day and night and he goes on he says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season you're going to be fruitful when you meditate on the word of god whose leaf shall not wither And whatever he does shall prosper. Man, what fantastic. That's a picture of the blessed life, the prosperous, the fruitful person. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. There's no sorrow with God's word. We've got to learn to love the word. Fall in love with your Bible. Fall in love with it. Listen to Psalm 119 verse 165. It's a long psalm. There's another one for homework. Read Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm in the Bible, Mm -hmm. but it'll do you good. It'll do me good. Listen to this. Great peace have they who love your law. They love your word and nothing causes them to stumble. Great peace have those who love your law. So we're walking. We're walking in the word. It's not static. Psalm 119, I don't think I gave it to you, Johnny, but 105 said, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you need guidance, direction, go to God's word. Go. He says it's a lamp unto your feet and a light. It's a step-by-step basis. God will show you one step at a time. You know, maybe you've got a, an issue or a problem with an aspect of your of your personality, of your life, maybe you're angry and you can't seem to get through it God will take you through it one step at a time one step at a time he doesn't shine a spotlight, he doesn't say you, you've missed it you're out, no he'll take you through, the word lights your path one step at a time he's wonderful so we walk, we're Bible believing we're walking in the unchanging truth of God's word Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God and his word are one. God and his word are one. The Bible says that heaven and earth may pass away, but God's word will remain forever. It will by no means pass away. In Psalm 119, verse 89, there's another one. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever, forever. It's unchanging, it's standing firm. That's why when we have a promise from Him, we can stand on it. When we know this is a promise from God for my life, it's unchanging, it's settled forever in heaven. So okay, we're making good progress. And the last thing is that about we are Bible believing, walking in the unchanging truth of God's word, resolving to never add to it or to take from it. Never to add from it or to take from it. You know what? God is three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. There is never an argument in heaven. There's never disagreement in heaven there's no dispute you know God didn't wake up this morning although he never slumbers he never sleeps yes I know that thank you but (laughs) but he didn't wake up this morning in a bad mood and pick a fight with Jesus or Holy Spirit you know he hasn't got the hump but the Holy Spirit God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit there's never a contradiction they are one so I'm going to speak as pastor okay If you get a word from God, if you get a word from God, make sure that it does not contradict the Bible. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, by two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've got a word from God and you want to run it past, maybe Chris or myself, please do not do this. Do not bring out... This card. Okay, we were playing a game of Monopoly. We have chance and what's the other thing? Risk, Risk. Risk. No, Community. Oh, whatever it is. Anyway, don't bring out your GTM card. What's a GTM card? I'm glad you asked me. God told me. God told me. Okay, God told me to leave the church. Oh, <laughs> really? No, I don't believe it. But the thing is, if someone comes to us and says, God told me, well, then who am I to argue? How can I I disagree? If you believe that God has told you to leave the church, I can't dispute it. Mm -hmm. However, what you want to make sure is, you need to have the humility to say, did God really say that? Does leaving the church to go nowhere else line up with the word of God. The word's no. Thank you, Andrew. I like that nod. He did What God does say is he says, do not forsake the gathering together of the saints. He says it. Mm-hmm. He says that the church is the body of Christ. He's the head. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a head with no body. Mm-hmm. We are part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Maybe, okay, I'm treading on fine I'm treading on a little bit of a little bit awkward stuff now but I just want to pastor okay I just want to be a pastor just for this moment okay maybe you don't like structure in a church oh Sandy don't go there so I can't help it I've got to finish what I'm saying God is not the author of confusion or chaos there is structure. You know at the beginning of the beginning of the world, when, when God formed the world, the Bible says that there was darkness across the face of the deep. Mm-hmm. There was chaos across the face of the deep, and God spoke, and the Holy Spirit calmed mm-hmm. the seas. There is order, there is structure in the kingdom of God. There is structure, and it's for our benefit. It's for our protection. The Bible says that in a multitude of counselors, mm-hmm. there is safety. You know, on a Tuesday, it's the, one of my highlights of the week, is I get to sit in an office with Pastor Andy Elms, who's our senior pastor, and the other pastors from the other congregations, and we encourage one another. We don't say, oh, that, we're not making each other feel good. But there's accountability there's structure. When I've done wrong or said wrong, I'm told. Sandy, you need to watch it. I'm told. And I th- thank you, Lord, because it corrects me. Yeah. Else I'm not just a free agent. We're just free agents. We're not. There is structure in the house of God. So I said all that. You know, to, to I said that. That the word of God is the inspired word of God. Every word is there that is written for our admonition to help us, to guide us, to lead us. Hebrews chapter 4 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. Notice it says, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. This is an amazing scripture. But it says that the word of God is living. Mm -hmm. It is powerful. Not was. It is. Mm -hmm. Current, present tense. This Bible might have been written thousands of years ago, but every word of it is still relevant today. So if you you have a circumstance in your life and you'd like us to help you, we we will give you our time. Honestly, we will do whatever we can to help you, but please don't come to us with a GTM card, okay? Is that okay? Nobody's gonna come to us with a GTM card. I've run out of time. I'm just going to end with this. We're walking in the unchanging truth of God's word. And what's that look like? Matthew chapter 7 says, Whoever hears these sayings of mine, this is Jesus speaking. He says, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. kids' church we sing a song, a wise man built his house upon a rock. Thank you, Johnny, I saw that movement, I saw that little movement, I saw that. And the rain came down and the floods came up, or something like that, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Next verse, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Great was its fall. So two different types of people here, but they they both have things in common. Both of these scriptures, they both heard the word. We'll leave one of them up. We'll leave the second one up. Everyone who hears these sayings and does not do them, the first one heard the word and did them. The second one heard the word but didn't do them. Mm -hmm. Another thing in common is that they both endured storms. Mm -hmm. Life can hit you Mm -hmm. from every direction. Mm -hmm. Man, you just have to be alive in 2022, isn't it? Life hits you from every direction. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and it beat on that house. So both guys endured these things but remember in the old days you used to have spot the difference, these little cartoons, Mm -hmm. and you used to have to say, which is the odd one out? And you find, oh, that one's got a little slight change to that picture, and you'd highlight them and say, that's the difference. Spot the difference between these two guys. The one heard and did. The other one didn't do what he had heard. And as a result, the wise man stood when he did the word that he knew to do. Whereas the foolish man heard the word, didn't do it. And James chapter one says, take heed, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer, deceiving yourself. It's easy to read the Bible and think you're doing it. But here's a great revelation, you're not doing it until you're doing it. (laughs) It's the truth. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it until you're doing it. You can think you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing it, you're in deception. Mm -hmm. So, what else can I say? FC values. We are Christ-centered. These are the ones we've covered. We're Christ-centered. We're servant-hearted. We're honorable. We're community-minded. And we're Bible-believing. These are attributes these are, these are things that we treasure very much, not just for sentimental reasons. Mm. It's not just to put stuff up on our website and make us look good, mm. but it's because this is who we are. Yes. This is who we are. Yes. Remember the Bible, God's love letter. Mm. It's his love letter. Read it with those lens. If you read it with that lens, knowing God loves me, mm. and he wants to speak to me. Just pray. Lord, speak into my life today. Speak into my life. Even if you have to go like, there. Do that. Start anywhere. But start, preferably start in the Gospels. Start in John's Gospel especially. But just read the Bible and see it as God's love letter. As he reveals himself, his will, and his ways to you. In Jesus' name. Let's pray.